Welcome to the Engineering Influence Podcast presented by the American Council of Engineering Companies and sponsored by the ACEC Retirement Trust. Labor shortage issues are big news right now, both on the national stage and within the design services industry. For design firms, these shortages are largely due to long-term declines in the number of STEM students, as well as the need to attract a more diverse workforce. We're gonna dive a little deeper into the situation for firms in a key segment of the design services industry, surveying. Surveyors perform the initial field work on civil engineering projects, and they face some particular workforce constraints related to state licensing and other issues. Here to talk with us about that and perhaps offer potential solutions is Joe Romano, a principal at Langen and director of the firm's surveying and mapping services. Langen is a 1500 person consulting firm with offices worldwide, and he's been with the firm for 40 years. He is also the chair of ACEC's Coalition of Professional Surveyors, or COPS. Welcome to the program. Welcome and thank you. Yeah. So just to set the stage, how, how serious is the labor shortage in the, uh, in the surveying field right now? It's, uh, it's very serious. You know, I, I can say every one of my peers that represent both large and small firms across the country all express the same concern. Um, recently, uh, ACC COPS did a poll across our membership and the number one topic impacting every survey firm and their responsiveness to their clients is a lack of staff. Um, it's causing all, all sort of delays in deliverables um, and that impacts everybody, not only civil engineers, but you know, homeowners, developers that are missing real estate, date, uh, real estate closing dates it affects interest in their loan and their buying power. And it, it also delays key milestones. You know, like I said, funding or often even agency review submissions. I mean, if we can't get a survey done in time and an engineer can't get a submission in in front of a reviewing agency, they may have to wait another 30 to 60 days. So the lack of labor uh, is a very serious one that we don't think we're not taking lately. Yeah, uh, you, you and I have had discussions in the past, and, we, and you mentioned that one of the reasons for the shortage is that there's a some states for their licensing require a new educational requirement mandating a college degree in surveying. Is what what's up with that? So yeah, I mean that's a really good point. Um, historically, surveying was always an apprenticeship type of of uh, profession. I'd say that profession and apprenticeship, but um, it was more learning, learning from those before you, um, you know, in an effort to raise public perception of the surveying industry, many states enacted this degree requirement and made it part of the prerequisite to getting licensed. They also lowered at the same time, they also lowered a lot of the experience requirements. So you're getting the idea of meaning more educated people, but they would have a little less, uh, practical experience. So I'll just give you my, for instance, New Jersey did that in 1991, that state I was initially licensed in. And when they came out with that statute or that requirement, um, there was no school or university in the state that offered the program at the time. And there was a large influx of applicants, mostly those like me, we're already on our road to licensure. We were worried about the impact of the new requirement. So there was a lot of new licensed staff. Um, then colleges and universities saw a big rise in enrollment 
and it, more universities opened and started providing uh, survey degree or geodesy or geomatics type of degrees. So there's a big benefit in that. Today, <clears throat> the, the enrollment is low across most of the colleges and universities. And COPS brought in five uh, deans or, and professors from various colleges across the country and had this conversation. Um, I just want to add, I, you know, I really don't think the education is the only issue here. It's a larger issue. It's an issue of awareness. Um, you know, those of us in the current market of this profession really need to take the time to pay back and get out on the road and beat the drum of what a good profession this is and what it can bring to a young person. And I think that starts at the high school level. Um, I think that's where we need to start. And I, I just want to make, there's one differential here, you know, there you can be, you can have a great career in surveying and mapping um, and never get licensed. And that shortage of people um, is at the entry level. And once you get into it and you get it in your blood, then you may want to get licensed. So there, we, we in this profession look for both. You know, we need the people that are willing to go in the field, do the work, love the outdoors, love what the profession can bring, different location every day, um, a sense of working on your own and a little bit of freedom and never get licensed. And, and we need both those people. I would, in an effort to sort of, to, uh, to, to get more people in the industry, um, some states, states have been rolling back the, the, require, the degree requirements. Um, is, is, do you see that as, as something that's, that's going to progress or? Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, that's one of the topics that we talk about at our uh, COPS meetings. And uh, we welcome anybody who's listening to the podcast to weigh in and come to some of those meetings. We would enjoy more input. But yeah, from time to time, we hear and see legislation or, or um, um, submitted proposed bills where some of the professional guidance that we practice under be rolled back to allow others um, to do that, to provide those services. You know, it's really born from a lack of surveyors in a local market, right? Um, they are not, if that local market can't supply our clients with the product that they need, then many of the other professionals will say, well, we can do that. And there's an issue there, right? Um, to me, and, and I do sit on a couple college boards as an advisor, and most of those colleges, if not all of them, do not expose some of these aligned professions to any surveying anymore. Um, many have review, removed any surveying uh, requirement from their curriculum. There used to be, if you went to school for civil, you would take a lot of, uh, a series of surveying classes. If you went to school for architecture, you may take one or two. Um, you combine that with a lot of today's black box, you know, push one button technology, and you can see why it seems to be an easy thing. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to collect data, right? Um, and again, it goes back to awareness. And, and we can only solve it with raising that awareness um, to why the profession needs more people. If we just lower the bar for licensure or look for technology, um, it only have a negative impact on on the public. And you know, we're all licensed for one reason, and that's 
we're all licensed to protect the health and the welfare of the public. So I think we need to push back on that as a profession and make sure that that doesn't happen. But you can really, yeah, you can really see the pressure because projects, uh, civil projects won't move forward unless there's a survey. So there's, there, you're sort of like, a, there's a rock and a hard place here. I mean, how the survey, we need more surveyors is basically the, the answer, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, correct. I mean, I think that's a good, a good question. And, you know, to your point, um, design or these projects are based upon proposed design, right? They have to be based on something. They have to be based on what that site condition is now. Um, so they know how to relate the proposed improvements to the existing features across the site. And that can be done a bunch of, a bunch of ways, you know, the, the best way to do it and the, and what most statutes require is that that design be based on a current survey. Um, the word current is, uh, can be mixed up and thrown around in a whole bunch of ways. And again, if you throw in shortcuts like using a publicly available information or uh, a very old outdated survey that may look like the site is the same and maybe the site hasn't changed physically, but maybe there's some new deed restrictions or there's new uh, easements across the property which prohibit the development of that site. If that survey or that base map isn't current, um, then the project suffers. And uh, so you have, we ha you have to be careful of where that base mapping is coming from. And uh, again, if people, we can't provide the service uh, the people that use our product will look elsewhere. So, so at Langen, where, where are you finding your surveyors? Um, that's a secret and I okay. don't want to, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we're looking all over the place. Um, well, I know we're looking all over the place. Uh, we are very involved in the feeder schools. We are involved in some lower, uh, lower level high school programs local to wherever, wherever we offer surveying. Um, one thing that you mentioned about diversity, uh, diversity is a good thing for us because many other countries have stronger educational systems and requirements and a larger pool of people in those education programs than we do in the US. And um, we've looked to some of those, you know, that I think I read the other day, the average age of a licensed surveyor. And again, we're not just looking for licensed people, but the average age of a licensed surveyor across the country is over 55. Wow. So we need to replenish both at the top and the bottom. You, you had mentioned that historically it, it's been a, it's been a, an apprenticeship model that, that surveying firms used uh, or the industry used. Is that still in place anywhere? Or I mean, is it in place in Langen, for example? So yeah, internally, we like to grow people from the bottom. They don't need to have a degree. We will require them to go back and get some classes. There are some sessions and some of the curriculum that is best given in a school environment. And, and most of the surveying degree programs that I'm aware of offer night classes, um, you know, classes like boundary adjustment, uh, least squares uh, adjustment, and more of the mathematics is are really good to be given in a school environment. 
the handling of the equipment and a lot of the work that you do is hands-on type of apprenticeship work. Now that said, some states actually have apprenticeship programs in place. Um, I know California has a very strong apprenticeship program. It doesn't get, I don't think it gets you all the way to licensure, but it gets you all the way through all the field steps. Um, New Jersey's in the middle of organizing one now. Uh, to, and usually apprenticeships are tied to a union. Um, that's not the case in New Jersey. It's gonna, the, the model's gonna try to be to get people in the apprenticeship to see the benefits of that, let's say more technical career path where you don't get licensed. Um, you know, again, the career path is you work in the field, you rise to the highest level in the field, you're exposed to some office work. And then a lot of times in most firms, that senior person will come into office and do some of the office work. Um, I don't want to underplay the field portion of what we do because that's the eyes and ears of all the data we collect and it's a very critical role. Yeah, on a national level, uh, what, what is COPS doing to, to sort of uh, focus on this issue? Uh, we're paying everybody to go to school. No, we, <laughs> we are looking at creating some new scholarships to help that uh, help the funding. Um, we've reached out earlier in, in the year, I said, as I said earlier in the conversation, to several of the key schools to tell them we're here for their support. Um, but that's already at the college level. We have to take it lower and get it at the high school level. Um, so we are teaming with a few other nonprofit organizations uh, and we're trying to set up an alliance. Uh, we have some operating agreements together in place with some of these other uh, nonprofits serving related organizations. And we're trying to get into the high schools and, and make a real awareness um, at a lower level. Again, I, I would ask you, when you were going to high school, did your guidance counselor sit down and say, hey, Jerry, you want to be a surveyor? I don't think that happened, right? Did not happen at all. No, never, never, never breached the subject. Yeah, and, and you know the public is unaware of what we do, and you know they think we're the guy standing in the street looking through that camera looking thing. And uh, I can tell you, it it, it can lead to a, a a very profitable and rewarding career uh, for those who want to put some effort into their future, especially with the shortage. You know. Yeah, well, you've been doing this for forty years. Yeah, forty years is a long time. Uh huh. And, and, and I can tell you in those 40 years, I've been places that I never thought I would be. Um, and I've been exposed to projects and locations that were just, you know, once in a lifetime opportunities and the surveying industry can bring that to those who are looking for it. Well, I, 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 I given the efforts that you, Richard, the cops and you are making, I, I'm hoping that that, that happens. Well, uh, that's the plan. It's the plan. You don't want to walk away and sit in a rocking chair and say, oh, there's no more surveyors in the country. <laughs> that won't work. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, you've been listening to the Engineering Influence Podcast presented by the American Council of Engineering Companies and sponsored by the ACEC Retirement Trust. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.